Before we get to the podcast, I wanted to make sure that you knew that my online knee course with Lenny Macrina is on sale for $200 off this week. If you want to learn exactly how to evaluate and treat the knee, you're going to love our comprehensive course where we cover our clinical examination, exercise progressions, and specific information on ACL, meniscus, patellofemoral, articular cartilage, osteoarthritis, and so much more. Plus, you can earn a ton of CEU credit. The course is on sale this week for $200 off. Head to MikeReynolds.com slash knee for more information and to sign up today. On this episode of the Ask Mike Reynolds Show, we talk about squatting with knee osteoarthritis. We talk about the difference in rehab between baseball players and football quarterbacks. And we talk about the use of ice for pain and inflammation. The Ask Mike Reynolds Show. Helping people feel better, move better, and perform better. Welcome back, everybody, to the latest episode of the Ask Mike Reynolds Show. We're up at Champion PT and Performance up in Boston, Massachusetts. Mike Scaduto, Dan Pope, Dave Tilly, Lenny Macrina. Um, it's been a while. There's a little little gap in episodes. I don't know if anyone noticed. Nobody probably noticed. I did. I did. <laughs> there's a little there's a little gap. We were recovering from the summertime here, so we had a little bit of gap in our uh, episodes. Actually, just I met somebody in Chicago. I uh, was speaking at a meeting this weekend, so I, hopefully you're listening. But she just told me um, she's like, "Oh, hey, Mike, I just want to say hi. I've listened to a couple of episodes," uh, and I was like, "Oh, that's great. I think we have like 150 though. Like you've only listened to two of them." So I gave her I gave her a little crap. Just a thank you. Uh, but we we're here with another great episode. We have some good questions coming up from our students. Two new students to introduce. Uh, first, we'll start on the left. My right? No, so right. Your right. left. What would you stage it? right? Wait, what would you stage, right. stage right? But on camera, it's left. Yeah, it's their left. Still, still like right. on YouTube, it's their left. <laughs> You're on the left. YouTube left. That's right. Alicia Archangelo from the University of Saint Francis College of. It's just wow. St. Francis University. Yep. I, I'm so <laughs> bad. At, I'm so bad at college. St. Francis University. Where's St. Francis? Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. Right it's in heaven. Got it. So, Alicia's been here for a few weeks now. Mark Angelo kind of sounds like it. She's doing a great job. I know, very uh, angelic. Angelic. Uh, Biblical. St. Saint Fra- Saint Francis. Anyway, and then Andrew Kirschbaum from Oakland University. Yep. Which has nothing to do with California. Not California. Nope. Nothing. Michigan. Where's where that? Rochester, Michigan. Man. Just screws me no, up, man. I don't think so. Too many different places. <laughs> the Michigan A's. <laughs> Something's up, right? Anyway, all right. So, what do we have? First question Who's going to start off? Alicia, what do we got? Take it away. So, squatting with knee pain, quarterbacks, and ice for pain. JH from Korea, I have knee pain due to OA. Some say climbing up stairs is good for knee pain. Some say not to do, and squatting is good for knee pain while others not, which is good for knee pain. All right, so let, let me, let's reflect and let's, let's break that down. So knee pain, he has osteoarthritis, and, he say, and he's confused, some people say, Stairs are good. Some people say squatting's good. Yep. Is that right? Okay. Knee arthritis. Kind of vague right there. Should should people be doing step ups and squats? Alright. I love this. <laughs> yeah, I love this was got damn this, over he's salivating. this was yeah. just a Twitter debate, so I don't know if, Was it really? Yeah. Who's I, debating? Kinda. Alright, Dan. What do you got, Dan? I'm gonna take a little more moderate response. Um <laughs> I think I, there there's some research to show that things like leg press and squats are good for knee arthritis, right? Something that can be good. Uh, the other piece is that if someone hurts like heck, squatting 
you know, or going up and down stairs, it might not be the best thing to push on your patients, right? Definitely had some patients where I came out, you know, guns a-blazing, oh, okay, your knees hurt, well look, this squat's gonna be great for you. Just have them squat, squat, squat. And either they never come back or they're like, man, my knees are on fire and they hurt really bad now. So I think you have to be careful. In general, exercise is good, and if you start looking through the medical literature for exercise and osteoarthritis in the knee, it's all over the place as far as what exercises to use, you know? So I think that you have to take that person into account uh, how much pain do they have to, with the squat, how much pain do they have with something like a step up, and then give them exercises based on where they are, you know, pain levels. Uh, good, I, I think you, would you say a moderate or a mid-road response? I think that, that's actually a good mid-road response. Yeah, you, you mentioned a little bit, in the research, I mean, there's quite a bit of evidence that shows that exercise is effective for osteoarthritis, and of course it is, I mean, it makes total sense. So, it sounds like there's good ways and bad ways. Anybody else have anything they want to add? Yeah, yeah I mean, go ahead. Let no, no, go ahead. <laughs> I mean, I just, just so polite. <laughs> I just... I just think that exercise itself is like, we know it's important, but it's such a nebulous concept for many people who are trying to dose exercise in terms did you of like. Nebulous concept? I did. Yeah. <laughs> so cool. Yeah. Figured more of the day. <laughs> Clouds of concepts. Yeah. I mean, but I mean, like, there's knee dominant versus like hip dominant versions of a squat. There's, you know, there's single leg exercises, there's front loaded, back loaded squats. And I think that kind of building off Dan's point is that communicating with a patient about what types of squats they're maybe doing or like maybe a step up is not tolerated well. Obviously if stairs is something they don't do well with, does that mean upstairs, downstairs? Does that mean eccentric loading forward? Does that mean climbing the stairs? There's a lot of versions of exercise that uh, I think Dan has probably had a lot of people who he just tweaked their exercises a little bit and made it more hip dominant and pulled some shearing force off the knee and they made me respond great. And I've had the same thing with, uh, you know, reverse lunging versus, or split squatting in place versus stepping up onto something. So just I to think, think about it. I think people hear exercise too, and especially, you know, some docs is still like freak out with certain exercise. They hear exercise and they think like worst case scenario, like it's going to be jumping and running and plyometrics and heavy back squats when like as PTs and other healthcare professionals, we should be able to tailor it specifically for the person. So you know, the person has arthritis in the question, what does that mean? Is it radiographic arthritis or is it symptomatic swelling, loss of range of motion, pain, loss of function? So it's still, oh, crepitus. <laughs> it's a very nebulous question. Um, nebulous crepitus. Yeah. So I, I think there's, there's a lot going on, but obviously exercise, as we know, is... We need Twitter hashtag. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I feel like I had such an important thing to say. And, uh, <laughs> Let's move on. Nebulous crepitus. <laughs> well, I, so I get a, maybe I have a question for the group. So like, it, it, what do you guys think? If you're doing an, any exercise with knee arthritis and it doesn't hurt while you're doing it, is it bad? I, I personally think it's always a, like a 24-hour window. I think that a lot of people have pain after because maybe they overdose themselves and they don't really realize that maybe like it's cumulative volume. It's like that plus their daily life is what blows them up. And the next morning, that's like, a good point. They, I have a lot of people, especially with back pain and knee pain. It seems to be I don't know why that like the morning after like they're like yeah I, I was fine during it, but then after I worked out or the next day I was like awful. I think I'll be pushing a little bit too much. I think I think you just nailed it here. I think that's actually a good answer to my question. Is it's not the exercise necessarily. It was just the added workload to their already workload that makes sense. You know, I, I, you know, I think even going back to Dan, like with his response here a little bit, uh, there's no such thing as a bad exercise or a good exercise. It's just one that's you know most appropriate for you, this person at this time, right? So to say squats are bad, I mean that doesn't even mean anything. We've all talked about it. There's so many different types of squats and different things. Uh, you know, there's no reason to say you can't do exercise first off. Then there's no reason you sh you say you can't do a squat. 
right? That's it's too broad, right? Should you be should you do deep loaded yeah. back squats? Well, yes. maybe not, right? Maybe yes, to be honest with you. I mean, it's hard to like rule it out, but like I, I think that's the general point is we shouldn't be so 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 quick to dismiss everything. There's probably a good way and a bad way, right? Yeah, that makes sense. All right, Andrew, what do we got? Forrest from Alabama. Hola, mi amigos. What differences in rehab do you usually have when you're rehabbing a shoulder in a baseball player versus a quarterback? I was more of a running back during my time at Alabama, but I was curious about this. Is this a play on Forrest Gump? <laughs> did Forrest Gump go to Alabama? No. Didn't he play football somewhere in the movie? Was it? I don't know. Was it Louis LSU or something? I don't think it was LSU. Was it Alabama? According to Forrest in there. I like the, Thanks, I like the creativity. Yeah. I saw his bench. I went to New Orleans and I saw his bench. Or not New Orleans. Where was I? Georgia. Georgia. <laughs> you want to start answering the question? <laughs> All right. So, uh, so, so uh, pitcher versus quarterback. Do you do anything different, Len? We can make this one quick, I think. Um, I mean, they're both throwing. So, <laughs> I, I, honestly, off the top of my head, uh, not a lot, I don't think, because it's still a lot of posterior cuff. Maximize range of motion. I think the throwing versus the baseball versus quarterback motion inherently is slightly different, obviously, and biomechanically, I think they show that at ASMI. So, uh, but there's still the volume of throwing is going to be different. It's not as many pitches and and all that. But my rehab, so to speak, I, I, I don't know. Off the top of my head, I can't think of much. I know we know more about the baseball uh, throwing motion, just the normal range of motion and adaptations that occur. So, you know, it's a similar concept in quarterback. Yeah, I would say I don't think we necessarily rehab them different. I think our return to play would be different. Obviously, yeah. uh, it's a completely different workload. You know, their injuries are similar but not quite the same. Baseball tends to be more traumatic blowouts, right? Like you, like your Tommy John's like injured, right? right? Where football players, there since the workload and the stress is a little bit less. Yeah. Like if you especially put it together, they tend to be more sore versus right. you know my UCL needs a Tommy John repair, you know, or reconstruction, yeah. you know, for example. So uh, I think I think it's generally the same, but just w when we get to the workloads towards the end, I think it would just vary. So yeah. you know, I, I think it's about the same. I think that's a good answer. So good. All right, Alicia, what do we got? Number three. Chris from Tampa. Mike, I love the show. I was wondering what you and your crew have to say about using ice as a pain modulator and a method for inflammatory control. I have been doing some uh, searching around, have not found any evidence linking ice to helping reduce inflammation. So why is it that we use it so often on patients? What do you guys think when do you use ice? This is, a, this is actually a big question. I just had this conversation. Yeah. We have this, this question a lot because, yeah, look, it's popular on the internet to be like dramatically on one side of an argument, right? Like to just be like so, yeah, polar, like like you can't ever use ice or something like that, right? So, um, I mean, how many people here use ice? <laughs> right? So we all use ice. Why do we use ice? I just told the patient yesterday who had uh, like ankle sprain, kind of acute ankle sprain, and it was like, Pain, or the pain is there and it makes you limp and you're kind of walking funny. It's not going to make your injury go away. It's not going to probably, you know, the problem is that it's stagnant blood and you can't get new tissue, you know, in and you can't get blood out. So like, it's hard to get like new macronutrients down there. So if you can ice yourself and just walk more smoothly and move around more and tolerate exercise more, then it might be a really good entry into like actually doing stuff. You know what I mean? That's kind of all it came down to. It was like acutely, it hurts a lot and like it's really, really sore and it, maybe that congestion is so painful, but it's not going to be the thing that fixes you. It's going to be the thing that allows you to kind of do more rehab. There was a study I just put on my Instagram feed, at PT. Um, not to date the episode, but it was recent, that looked at the two factors that helped with 
uh, quadriceps atrophy after an ACL. And the two factors were exercise and cryotherapy that actually influenced positively in those, those moderate, uh, uh, moderate uh, evidence that showed cryotherapy and exercise were the two things that actually helped return quads after uh, after that atrophy that we mm. we see all the time. So yeah. the, you know you can find research in either yeah. way, but this is one one research in a very good journal. I forget off the top of my head it was uh, JOSPT or his AJSM. I tend to hover around those of sports health, but. Yeah, cryotherapy. The big argument that many people have is that it's about lymphatic drainage, not about true vascular, right? So that like active movement is what allows the lymph to be moved because it's a passive system. There's no blood, there's no like vessels. You need calf to like pump out blood from your ankle. I get that, but again, if you can't move and it hurts a ton to like just walk, then it's yeah. gonna be really challenging. Yeah. You know, there's a good article on my my website recently too around the time of Lenny's uh, Instagram post maybe but uh, uh, but a good friend of ours Dr. Phil Page actually wrote a good article about the anti-ice movement and I, and I think you know the main point is the anti-ice movement right now online is so that you know it's all based around inflammation and how inflammation is good for you and we don't want to inhibit that uh, but you should really read the article because pretty much that whole theory is based on pseudoscience and flawed methodology and a complete lack of scientific evidence in there. It might make sense a little bit theoretically, but there's actually been some research, there's not a ton of research on ice, right? But there's been some research that actually shows that ice helps neuromodulate pain and ice helps with some of the secondary damage and trauma like that, right? So uh, I think there's even studies that show ice decreases your, um, your post-op medication. Right, mm -hmm. so there's lots of good reasons to use ice. Is it magic? No. Is it evil? Definitely not. Right. So if you, you know whoever's arguing for either on the internet are probably both wrong. Right. But does everybody use ice? Yeah. yeah it's too nebulous for me. That's right. <laughs> I nebulously use ice. Nebulous capitalist. I think I gotta look up nebulous. I gotta Google that right Figure now. out how to do it. But it's a really good thank you for so much. That's why it's stuck in my head. Awesome. Thank you, everybody. Another great episode. Uh, head to MikeRonald.com. Click on that podcast link, and you can fill out a form, ask us some more great questions, and we'll see you guys on the next episode. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. If you have a question you'd like us to answer, head to MikeRonald.com/podcast and fill out the form to submit your question. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcast. And please share this with your friends to help spread the word. It would really mean so much to us. Please check out all my online courses, articles, newsletter, and more at MikeReynolds.com. There's always a ton of great perks for my newsletter subscribers. And be sure to check for my other podcast, the Sports Physical Therapy Podcast, where I go deep into topics and interview leaders within our field. See you on the next episode.